Folks, we're going to be spending some time uh, remembering a few more Jets 2.0 franchise greats and fan favorites. Maybe some players who spent just a couple of weeks or months with the Jets. Maybe some guys who spent several years as part of our drafted core that led to some pretty special teams. We'll also be taking a look at some early signs from the NHL 23 reveal trailer. You know, is this something that's shaping up to be a good product this year? Or should you maybe give this one another skip? All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and as you can see from this video, YouTube. We've got it on all your favorite platforms. It's free to subscribe. And most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Now, on tonight's episode, like I said at the top of the intro, uh, I wanted to spend some more time, you know, following up on a previous, uh, previous episode that we had, talking about some like former Jets 2.0 greats. Uh, maybe some fan favorites and and kind of reflecting on some players who have made a pretty sizable impact on this team for one reason or another. Maybe they had something uh, like a particularly cool moment um, or, you know, maybe they were part of the original group of players that joined the Jets from Atlanta and, you know, really cemented that early version of Winnipeg back when, you know, the team finally came back to, to, to Winnipeg and really gave us a couple of, uh, a couple of really strong seasons. Now, the first player that we're going to talk about is one of those former thrashers. And this one is kind of an an interesting guy because I feel like a lot of people um, were very split. You know, the last episode we talked about Dustin Bufflin. This player was one of the two options, including Bufflin, that Winnipeg was trying to figure out, you know, who should be retained and which player should be let go in free agency, uh, you know, several years back. And that guy is Andrew Ladd. Now, Andrew, of course, was for many people... Uh, I think the epitome of an underrated gem of a player, somebody who had this, you know, relentless work ethic. He was an extremely good forechecker. He was actually pretty physical and he wasn't somebody who was afraid to sort of grind along the walls uh, and and really work hard on his shifts. Uh, And of course, you know, he was part of this magical lad little wheeler line that was considered uh, by many to be one of the more underrated trios in the entire NHL. You know, you look at their individual skill sets, and in in some ways, I think maybe at the time people just didn't recognize, myself included, how good Little and Wheeler were back then. But when you kind of look at Lad's game, right, it wasn't anything that stood out as jaw dropping or crazy skilled uh, in the sense of like a Nikolai Ehlers or something else uh, along those lines. What I think Lad did best, though, was help facilitate. Uh, the guys who were the natural goal scorers and allowed them to sort of, you know, ply their trade because he could open up space. 
he got into the really dangerous corners uh, and, and wanted to create space for his teammates. And honestly, he had a lot of underappreciated and underrated skill sets. He was a pretty strong passer. He had a great shot. And I really feel like his spatial awareness and stuff was very good. Uh, the only thing with him, of course, uh, you know, he did kind of take a lot of hooking penalties and that kind of showed up, especially later in his career. And of course, as he got older, you could tell that, you know, Lad was starting to slow down. Ultimately, I think the Jets ended up making the right choice um, in in choosing to not extend his contract, which, you know, for a lot of folks was pretty painful. But um, un- unfortunately, that was the right call. Lad ended up falling a bit off of a cliff not long after he departed the Jets. I think that whole magic that you could see with uh, that first line unit kind of faded away. And the reality of him definitely hitting his 30s and slowing down considerably, well, it started to hit. What is kind of amazing was that, you know, past couple of seasons, he actually was playing uh, somewhere, I think, with like the Arizona Coyotes Coyotes briefly. Um, So he's had some actual NHL stints. I think the one that, you know, really kind of signaled the end of his career was probably that last uh, stint with the Isles. I think you could tell that that was not going to end well for New York. And, um, you know, now he's mostly either in the minor leagues or occasionally getting some bench time with the big club. So, uh, you know, for all of the contributions, Lad really was a, a nice leader on the ice. And I think a lot of people still have a soft spot for him. Uh, it's a shame that age did finally catch up to him. But, you know, for the years that we got to enjoy him, he was a really fun player. And I think somebody that a lot of folks remember fondly. This next guy uh, didn't really have that long of a stay with the Jets. But boy, did he make it count. And that was Lee Stempniak. Of course, he joined for that magical 2014-2015 run. And Stempniak basically has played for like every team in the league. I'm only half kidding. Uh, you could probably author some kind of like epic poem out of the number of teams that he's played for. And honestly, man, you know, Stempers was really good. Uh, he contributed really timely scoring. He was a great space creator. He had a natural ability to sort of find, you know, soft spots. I would say his game in some ways kind of reminded me a little bit of Matthew Perot. Not quite the same though, but in that sort of pesky, pesty kind of player who understood space and how to get into really dangerous shooting areas. Stempniak was kind of that guy. He he wasn't going to be like your most elite top line player, but if you're looking for really solid uh, two-way skill with a nice scoring touch and, well, eventually the first Winnipeg Jets home playoff goal of uh, the the Jets 2.0 franchise history, well, Stempniak brought all of that. And for me, it was still a shame that the Jets didn't want to bring him back. He wanted to stay. They let him go. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, after that, things kind of tailed off for him considerably. But, you know, for that little brief moment where he was super juiced for the Jets, it was so much fun. Uh, he was one of the first, uh, like, trade deadline acquisition, acquisitions that I think really made a, a considerable impact in Winnipeg. And it, it's it's kind of one of those things that I wish they had brought him back. I thought he was really fun. I know that, you know, after that, you know, obviously – the Jets core started to, you know, tail off a bit and we started getting some uh, really interesting drafts. We ended up winning a lottery pick not long after that, but, you know, it was a couple of lean years and guys like Stempniak were kind of the bread and butter of cheap trade acquisitions that made the Jets such a wagon later on. So for all of those reasons, Stempniak always remains a little bit of a personal favorite for me. Um, And I think, you know, for a number of fans, he was a player that we all really enjoyed watching, but you know, unfortunately, again, his his stay wasn't really long with that with the Jets. And after that, of course, uh, his career kind of slowed down and eventually I think he retired a couple of years ago. But 
man, did he play for a lot of teams. Can't really fault him and uh, be upset with that, I guess, with with his career trajectory. He truly almost played for almost every team. So congrats to Stetniak. I'm sure retirement's been nice, and uh, he'll always have some really fond memories of his time with the Jets. Now, there are a few more players who have definitely played a, a number of, of more games, I would say, for the Jets and, and really given us some memorable moments. We'll talk about who these players are and why they are particularly special for the Jets in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends at BetOnline.net. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events from the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. More than just online betting, though, BetOnline wants to give you stuff like podcasts, league news, updates, uh, reviews. They've also got live scores. I mean, they give you so much content around all of your favorite sports so that you'll always make the most informed bets possible. And honestly, just stay up to date with everything around the sport that you love, whether you're into baseball, the NFL, NBA, of course, for us, the NHL, combat sports, esports, golf, and just about every sport in between. They've even got horse racing when the Triple Crown is back. They continue to be your top online resource for everything from sporting wagering information, live in-game betting scores, and so much more. They've got you covered, and they've also got uh, you know Vegas casino games if you're not really into sports. Uh, so that you know if, if you got a friend who really likes to do this kind of stuff but doesn't really want to bet on sports because let's be honest, sports can be pr- pretty pretty darn painful. Uh, you know they've, they've got your bases covered, and they have something for everyone. So. Get online at betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device and register for a free account because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are talking about some former uh, former greats of Winnipeg Jets 2.0 recent history. Most of these players um, have had a pretty decent tenure with the Jets. Maybe one or two were trade deadline acquisitions and didn't really spend that much time with Winnipeg. Uh, but we've got a couple more that I thought would be worth shouting out. One of them who's a little bit more controversial for Jets fans, uh, in part because he did want to leave. But looking back on it, I think most can admit that the reason that he wanted to leave was a little more uh, to do with some some personal reasons that I think are are more than fair. And honestly, I would support him in in chasing what he wanted for you know his partner. But before we move any further, just wanted to again say thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. Now, the first player that we're going to cover here is not going to be controversial. This one, I think a lot of people really liked. Um, this guy, you know, was one of the thrashers that came over. A really hardworking, underrated two-way center with a great, great shot. Uh, naturally gifted offensive instincts. And honestly, the way that his career ended um, was really, really awful for Jets fans and for for this guy himself. And I really wish, uh, even though he was slowing down, I really wish he had gotten to uh, retire from hockey on his own terms. Of course, I mean, Brian Little. Uh, Little for many years was one of those guys, again, kind of like Ladd, that didn't really get a lot of attention around the league. Now, I will say that compared to Ladd, I think Little was more of a play driver. I think his his true skill and his offensive acumen put him at a level above um, some of the other players who came over. Brian was just such a creative force. And when you paired him with guys like Wheeler, you had a really nice synergy of skill sets. And then you put, you know, a lad on his wing. And suddenly you have this really physical presence that can create more space for, for little to kind of do his thing. Brian definitely um, was slowing down towards the end of his career. You could tell that age was starting to catch up. And he did have a number of injury concerns over the years. 
But all that said, it was kind of heartbreaking when that shot, you know, tipped off of his helmet. And after that, he just wasn't able to play anymore. Uh, I think for me, that was probably one of the one of the bigger disappointments um, up there with Enstrom not getting to retire uh, as a Jet on his own terms. I think that those two players for me, I wanted to see um, parting from Winnipeg in in both good health and on good terms. And, you know, neither of them quite had 100% of that. Uh, Little, I, I think, was very much a player who Jets fans found to be very industrious. He had a great work ethic. Um, you know, folks loved him. He was a hardworking guy on the ice. He had really great scoring instincts. And it's a shame that he wasn't really able to fulfill the end of his career the way that I think he would have wanted to. But, you know, for all the years he, that he did give this franchise, he was a steadfast rock down the middle. He gave Winnipeg some amazing goals. Uh, of course, you know, during the playoffs, the first time that the Jets finally made it, very memorable uh, moments against the Ducks. Just a really fun player. And again, it's a shame that he didn't get to um, conclude his time with the Jets in the way that I would have wanted him to. But, you know, it's it's cool to see him doing better. It sounds like he has been rehabbing and recovering uh, pretty, pretty well recently. So all the best to Brian. Hope that his recovery continues to uh, move and, and progress. And I'm sure Jets fans will always treasure him for the many seasons that he uh, gave um, faithfully to this organization. The second player, a little more controversial for folks. Um, And of course, I mean, Jacob Truba, who actually just got named the captain of the New York Rangers and Truba, you know, a lot of people were kind of frustrated with him because, you know, he did hold out briefly and you could tell that he wasn't really long for the jets uh, towards the end of his jets tenure. And I think, at the time, people were kind of angry because he was kind of signaling he wanted out and that he, that he was hoping to move on. But it really wasn't an issue with Winnipeg so much as it was, um, I think, as his now wife was looking to uh, advance her medical career and stuff. And unfortunately for him, it, it would meant, you know, if he didn't leave Winnipeg, it would mean they'd have to be apart. And I think that that distance is a lot harder on guys um, and, and players than people realize or, or want to acknowledge. And, you know, the difference between like Winnipeg and where he was um, for a brief bit in Florida before going back to uh, up in New York, obviously that's, it's pretty significant and that can be really difficult on relationships can be difficult with folks who have families. And so, you know, had we to do it over again, uh, I would have supported Truba in whatever it was he wanted to do in terms of his performance on the ice. I mean, this guy for many years carried that pairing between him and Mark Stewart. And I think Truba's on ice impacts weren't really appreciated until you looked at it uh, much later and you suddenly realized just how much he was driving from the back end, despite having a partner who really wasn't um, the same kind of player that he needed to be. You know, you probably needed two puck movers uh, on that pairing, but instead, you know, Stewart was very much a stay at home type and people thought that was balanced, but I think it always kind of made Truba have to work a little bit extra and a little bit harder because, you know, Stu North was definitely the kind of guy who wasn't really providing a ton of off the puck support. And he wasn't really the the kind of player who was going to be a prominent scorer or anything. And so, you know, Truba, once he got to play with Morrissey and stuff, he started to see some of those really interesting traits of his shine. There was this dominant right-handed guy with a great shot, great skating, great puck movement. Um, 
The only thing that he really didn't seem to have was like a lot of a power play presence. But uh, of the things that I could really complain about, I guess that that's pretty minor. Uh, obviously, once he got signed with the Rangers, he definitely was a little bit expensive in my mind, but I could see why they wanted to give him that big of a contract. And in terms of like a leadership and a voice in the room, it seems like he's a, a pretty stand up guy. And I think in a lot of ways, his personality actually aligns pretty nicely to what the Jets would have liked to have had. But, you know, ultimately, they just really weren't a, a fit long term in part for for like personal and family reasons. And so it's a shame that it didn't work out. And I, I do miss him. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it kind of is what it is. And the Jets still ended up benefiting from the true betrayed in the end. And so, you know, can't really be too upset about it. Um, but it just would have been nice to have him, you know, uh, Winnipeg's defense these days, not, not superb and Truba, while he probably would not have been like the elite top pairing guy you were hoping for still probably would have been better than what we've got now. But, you know, Neil Pionk ended up coming to the jets. Uh, Pionk though, his last season was, was a little bit rough around the edges to put it lightly has given us one or two uh, pretty fun seasons. Um, and you know, you just hope that Neil can kind of recover his form and show us why, you know, at one point the Rangers very much rated him highly, but you know, we're going to stop there in terms of uh, some of the former players. If you have any more that you want me to cover, be sure to let me know in the YouTube comments below or um, at my Jets social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For now, though, before we uh, <clears throat> close out uh, with some thoughts on the NHL 23 reveal trailer, I did just have one real quick thing I wanted to share with you um, from some really fine folks who are looking out for all of us and trying to remind us that drunk driving is unacceptable. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks and a few becomes too many. Uh, you know, the evening's coming to a close and you think to yourself, I'm going to go home and I'm going to drive. You know, it's not that far. I can make it. Cops aren't going to catch me. No one's going to get hurt. How bad could things really get? Well, you know, what's the worst that could happen, right? Maybe you have an accident. Your insurance premiums go up. Maybe you get arrested and you lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk but the results are traffic are tragic and often deadly. That still doesn't stop people from driving drunk, though. Oftentimes you see people sort of disregard the dangers because when you're drink, you know, dr drinking and driving, you're driving impaired and your decision making isn't always there. That's why police officers are at the right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. They're trying to save lives. If you think you're OK to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight with some real quick thoughts on um, the NHL 23 reveal trailer. I know a lot of you probably uh, either play it or have played it or, or certainly have members of your family who love Chell. And, you know, recently, I would say for me, the franchise has kind of stagnated over the past several years. It hasn't really felt like there's been... Uh, a particularly big revolution in the game. I think the biggest change in the past couple of years has been the move to frostbite, which they just did last year. But honestly, the game itself hasn't changed fundamentally. Um, and this year, you know, the reveal trailer has only shown some, some slices and stuff uh, and mostly some like 
pre-recorded segments that were kind of hokey. Uh, it was pretty cool to see Sarah Nurse and Trevor Zegris on the cover together. I thought that that was certainly a cool thing. It sounds like women's hockey is going to be made a, a really big part of this game. And so I'm very happy about that. I think that that is long overdue for the series. But in terms of like the, the actual gameplay and the modes that look like they're going to be on offer, by and large, it looks kind of similar to 22. Um, they, they, they sort of like showed off uh, last minute touches, guys diving for pucks and trying to elevate it uh, magically and, and score goals. But, you know, the same kind of stuff that we've seen, a lot of the same animations, uh, some of the same glitches, the puck going through a goalie's glove was actually in the trailer. Um, and some very samey looking skating mechanics and stuff. All of that still seems to be the focus. And so, the, you know, the, the thought then kind of transitions to, well, what is really new about this game? And like the big thing is going to be cross-play matchmaking. You know, you're going to be able to play um, PS4 versus Xbox One users and Xbox Series X versus uh, PS5 owners. So, I mean, that's cool, right? Uh, but if we're at NHL 23. It's been several years since the, the switch to uh, last-gen and new-gen consoles. And the game just really hasn't evolved at a level that I think people are super thrilled with. I know that there are some diehard fans who are like probably going to fight me in the comments or something about how the new skating and new uh, physics engines uh, or like physics interactions and new animations are great, how the shooting and stuff has changed. But ultimately the game just fundamentally needs some kind of a a rework. And I think it's not going to happen anytime soon. And in part because NHL's budget's just fundamentally lower than most other uh, games in EA Sports's franchise. But I mean, you look at how often they change those ones. And it's not like NHL is probably due for an, uh, like a big update anytime soon. I think that that they feel like the move to frostbite is their major update. And so a lot of it's going to be focused more on ultimate team, which, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons, I don't really want to encourage people to get too much into, but if you're into that ultimate team, they're going to be providing tons of content. I'm sure. Um, they're, they're going to be doing a lot of stuff with EA SHL. And again, it, I get it. It's just it feels a little bit lacking these days. And I think the NHL franchise as a whole, for me, has just gotten stagnant. I used to pre-order these games. I used to love playing them. Um, I'd play for hours with be a be a pro and stuff. But over the years, I think I've just sort of not really vibed with it as much. And I wonder how people feel about it. If you're feeling like NHL has gotten stale for you, uh, let me know in the comments below. Or maybe the the 23 trailer actually got your attention. Maybe you're really excited about it. Be sure to let me know that as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on why you're looking forward to NHL 23. Uh, also on my social medias, again, on Twitter. But, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people have very mixed feelings so far. So we'll see what they do with more gameplay reveals and stuff as they get closer and closer to launch. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything happening in the world of hockey, all on your favorite podcasting platforms for free. Like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.